formal education sometimes does not have value in real life. Launched Bism back in 2012 and got one of his friends to basically give him seed money, but it was non-dilutive because it was a customer paying. That's the best kind of money, I think, right? So 10K up front to get going. Now they have a team of 150 people in India. Again, helping retailers like Coca-Cola help their salespeople basically go in, get accounts, land accounts, expand accounts, and drive product adoption for whatever product it is they're working with. Again, mainly in India. Healthy growth, uh, doing about, call it 80% year over year year growth or 8% month over month growth. They're doing about 600 grand today per month in revenue. That's up from 350 grand just a year ago in July of 2017. They've got 307 customers that pay an average of 2K per month for the product. Churn is super, super low. Annual expansion on accounts is over 140, 150%. We'll only spend up to 120 grand to acquire 10K in new MRR. So healthy economics, 4 million raised, burned about 200 grand last year. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Alit Bize. He's an enterprise mobile uh, mobility veteran with 17 years of experience building over 150 different products. He invented hybrid mobile programming and has a patent in visual merchandising using image recognition. His six plus years of Salesforce automation experience with FMCG market leaders has resulted in Bizom being at the forefront of digital sales transformation in India, helping over 250 enterprise enterprises achieve data-driven transformation via automation and analytics. Lalit, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> Let's go for it. All right. Tell us quickly about the company and then jump into your revenue model. How do you make money? Right. Uh, so Bizom is the name of the flagship product. Bizom stands for business on the move. It's a mobile first cloud solution aimed towards consumer product good companies uh, to digitalize their sales force, their distributors, and their retailers, especially in emerging markets. Uh, in simpler terms, it is a bunch of workflows in their sales processes on their distributions that we digitalize and provide ROI to businesses in terms of efficiency, improving manpower efficiency or improving channel performance or improving product placements, uh, especially targeted towards India and other emerging markets and for consumer product goods companies, which is like FMCG companies, uh, fashion companies, and so on. And what do you price around? Is it a pure play SaaS model, volume, GMV, what? It's a pure play SaaS model. So it's it's a pay-per-use per month and paid in annual or quarterly uh, uh, cycles, yeah. Okay, and, and walk me through, just give us a, I want to get more of your backstory here, but what's an average customer paying you per month, would you say? Uh, an average customer for me pays me about $2,000 a month. Okay, so call it mid-market, maybe pushing enterprise a bit. Yes, that's right. That's okay. a mid-market pushing enterprise. Yes, absolutely. And if someone's paying you two grand a month, what are they getting for that? Uh, so what what the organizations or the our brands are looking for is in terms of improving the efficiency of the... So in emerging markets, uh, we end up having a lot of large feet-on-street uh, 
workforce. Lali, so can you actually can you actually tell me this story through? Is there a real customer you can mention? I know you have a bunch listed on your website. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so I, I'm trying to think about a global name uh, on top of my head. Coca-Cola, uh, so Hershey's. Yeah, Ola, PepsiCo is, for example, one of the companies that we work with in India. So PepsiCo has in India, I don't know, 10,000 odd feet on street sales executives who go in the market, talk to these mom and pop retail shops, generate demand for Pepsi products, make them aware about Pepsi products, generate demand for them and get orders for them, which are then passed on to the local distributors. The local distributors will come and deliver those orders to those retailers. And it's a very complex, large organization which goes in remote areas of a large country like India. right? So keeping a track of this particular manpower and improving their efficiency directly impacts business top line in general. And that's where your software comes in. That happens, that happens through our software. The second part where our software helps is improving the performance of the channels. The channels are retailers as well as distributors. Figuring out what is the right channel, which is the right performing distributor, what is the turnaround time of a particular distributor, what is the fill rate of a particular distributor, is uh, how the right retailers are identified, and then the product performance. So PepsiCo may be want, interested in selling as a high margin product in certain kind of outlets. So is that particular product, what are the kind of schemes, discounts are working on that product and so on and so forth. So essentially, all of these three parameters combined together, PepsiCo looks at increasing their sales, reducing their cost, or increasing availability in the retail shops. And what are what are the actual numerical metrics though that they're paying you two grand for versus a ten grand a month client? Is it is it number of locations? Is it what is the numbers you it's, use? It's a, it's a distribution reach, so it's paid per user per month. For us, a user is a sales executive or ah, a distributor. I see. Primarily, right? So so the number of sales executives. So PepsiCo has ten thousand, so they may pay me more. An SME who has, let's say, 500 would pay me less. Then another SME who's only 100 would pay me even lesser. Yep, makes good sense. Okay, give me more of the backstory here. What year did you launch the company in? Uh, so Bizzo as a product was launched in 2012. Uh, this is about six-year-old product now. Uh, I, I am a technologist. I mean, I am a geek. I have no idea how the... I, I did not have any idea how this whole FMCG and uh, distribution and other stuff work. Chance meetings with a couple of other entrepreneurs uh, who were building products in that particular space. They talked about their difficulties in understanding the sales on the ground, uh, working with this mom and pop fragmented distribution ecosystem in a place like India. It looked like a really silly problem to me, to be honest with you. It looked like a simple problem that a technology or a mobile application could solve. In 2012, if you remember, smartphones weren't as prevalent, weren't as, prevalent as they are in India uh, today. Uh, though iOS was uh, fairly uh, popular, it was too expensive in a country like India to afford. Uh, Android phones weren't as uh, cheap as they are today. Uh, so there was this kind of a barrier to entry for all of these brands to use mobile-first technologies. But for me, it sounded very simple as a smartphone app connected to cloud, a workflow automation platform which can digitalize multiple workflows, so to say. So I converted that business problem into a tech problem uh, built a quick, uh, so to say, MVP uh, for first two customers. We rolled it out in the market, measured that ROI. My first customer had only four users, if I remember correctly. And was that so like was one? Of, was that one of your friends? Uh, it was one of the guys, two guys that I spoke to in the first place. So I essentially told him, "Will you pay me money if I build this?" And he said, "Okay, here is uh, not only that I'll pay you money. Here is my first check." They pre so they prepay. They, they kind of prepay. Yeah. How right? much? How much was that first check? Uh, the first check was a 
about ten thousand dollars. That's great. Uh, Instant validation. Yeah, absolutely, and and it provided me the seed money. Yeah, that's non dilutive seed money, which is even better. So fast fast forward to today, how many customers are you working with? We work with about uh, some. You mentioned two hundred and fifty plus. Actually, the right number is somewhere around three hundred and seven. So yeah, about three hundred and seven odd customers. Three zero three zero seven. Yeah. Okay. And again, if they're paying you on average two grand a month, what it's fair to say you guys are doing about 600 grand a month right now, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Somewhere around that time. Yeah. And what is, we do, what, is about, what does growth yeah. look like? So if you're doing that today, go, go back a year. What were you doing? Look, uh, for last whole year or last two or three years, we have been growing at like 8% month on month. So we don't track ARR as much as we track MRR. Our MRR has been growing at somewhere around eight, seven, eight percent month on month for the last three years. Okay. Do you, do you know? Do you know? Off the, just to make that easy for my audience to kind of grasp it, if you so today you're doing six hundred grand a month. If you go back twelve months, do you know what you were doing the same time last uh, year? Yeah, yeah, we were doing somewhere around three hundred and fifty k a month. Okay, got it. So July twenty seventeen, caught three fifty k a month. Now, obviously, almost double that, which is healthy growth. Where is where is most of that growth come from? New customers or expanding current ones? Uh, so actually, there are both parts of it. Uh, for the longest period of time, we were just focusing on new customers, uh, to be brutally honest, because that's where we saw the growth was. Somewhere last year, we realized there is a lot of potential to be gained from existing customers as well. Existing customers were growing organically, not as fast as the new customers were growing. Uh, somewhere last year, we put focus on what we call as farming, uh, customer success, so to say. Uh, that meant we now have currently have two growth engines. So suddenly, how? So my, you know, my uh, board asked me the question saying, you know, okay, great that you're growing at 7-8% month on month. How can you grow at 12% month on month? So the answer to that was essentially, look, I have, there is a lot of untapped potential in my existing accounts, which I'm not. Uh, good news for us was, though, was the churn was less than uh, less than uh, 1% at any given point in time. Well, what, what, is, what is churn today? Uh, it's about, uh, so last month it was a zero churn, uh, but on average over a year, it's somewhere on... Uh, 1.3% or something. Okay. So I'm talking about logo churn. MRR churn is just to be clear, that's that's gross logo churn or net logo churn? Yeah. Uh, it's a gross logo churn. Okay, gross. It's a gross logo churn I'm talking, talking about. Net logo, net logos will always keep on increasing. I mean, at this point last year we would have what, I don't know, less than 150 odd accounts. Yeah. Now, um, do you know yeah. do you know the revenue side of this? So what's net revenue retention annually? Uh, so the so the corresponding MRR churn Again, gross MRR churn is somewhere around 0.39%, uh, which is essentially we are okay with the global churns as long as that is from the lowest end of the MRR. And again, Lali, that 0.39% number, that's on, yeah. that's on a, that's on a uh, annual, Lali, that 0.39%, that's an annual uh, number, correct? Yeah, annual number. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so are you at net negative revenue churn then? Yes, absolutely, very much. Uh, How we, negative? We, uh, so when we look at our cohort, the last year's accounts essentially grew in a net MRR by about 150 percent. So okay. the accounts which we had acquired before July 2017 are paying us about 150 percent of what they were paying us in July 2000. Uh, 17 and the rest of the growth came from the new accounts. Yep, yep. So, so just to be clear, annual expansion year over year is about 150% on current accounts. Do you know though, do you know though what your net revenue retention is? So your expansion minus your churned revenue? Uh, 
actually I don't have I, I honestly I don't have that on top of my head. That's okay. Sure. It's above a hundred. Yeah. It's above a hundred though percent. Yeah, yeah. It's about hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. It's more than hundred. Okay, let's get more into kind of like the growth engine you're leveraging here. Where are you acquiring new customers and what's your current CAC? Um, so our CAC payback period, again, oscillates between six months to 12 months, uh, which is half a year to about a year. That's a CAC payback period. Uh, so last month, it was somewhere around 8.6, if I remember correctly. But we track it month on month, obviously. Okay. Uh, my net new logo... Come, so I have two engines for new logo acquisitions. Most of, we have only six people hunting team. So we don't have a large sales. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you get into the engine, just to, just to round out that number to get a dollar figure. So six to 12 month payback period. If the average customer pays two grand a month, you're saying you're willing to spend 12 to 24 grand to acquire the customer? Uh, yes, uh, but that is about, when I'm calculating CAC, I'm calculating CAC on MRR growth, monthly MRR growth. The way we calculate CAC is we take last month's MRR to new month's MRR, take a gross margin, uh, so our gross margin is somewhere around 88%. So we take the gross margin figure out of that and then look at the entire sales marketing costs, which is some customer success plus sales plus travel plus marketing and divide that number to get uh, our CAC. So when we are, let's say we grow $10,000 MRR, we have we would have spent less than $120,000 getting that particular MRR. So the CAC payback period is tracked on top of the MRR growth. Not we don't track on top of new logo acquisition. You, you don't track it per customer. You track it overall. Overall, overall net, net MRR growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, good. Okay, now go into more of the engine. Tell me more about your team. Right. So we have about six people hunting team. What we call them. So we have a sales team divided as a hunting and a farming team. Hunting team is responsible for acquiring new logos. Farming team is acquire, responsible for acquire, uh, rather growing existing logos or customer success, so to say. We have a large farming team, about thirty people. A very small hunting team, about five, six people. Uh, so total, you're our, about 56 people, people total right now? 36. 36 total, okay. Six sales, yeah. That is in sales. That is only in sales. Yeah, sorry. What is your total team size today? That's about 150 people. 150. And is everyone based over there in India? Uh, everyone's based over here in India. In India, we have three offices. We are headquartered in Bangalore, where I am based. We have also offices in Mumbai and Delhi, which are primarily customer-facing offices. That's great. Uh, yeah. And are you, uh, have you bootstrapped the company or have you raised? Uh, we have raised. We have raised two rounds. So, uh, one was a seed round of about 300K USD, which was raised back in 2013. We turned profitable in 2015. Uh, I think till 2017, we were profitable. I think last financial year, we might, in a very small loss, about uh, uh, 200K USD. Uh, and we raised another round very recently. Uh, that explains the loss, to be honest. Yeah. So, how much total uh, have you raised? Uh, so, totally, we have raised about four million. Four, four million. Got it. Uh, including, including the round in May. That is. Uh, yeah. May this year. The one you just did. Yeah. And and so you'll obviously be investing for many months to then drive growth, which is obviously you know it'll take a couple months to drive that growth. When when do you think you'll go cash flow positive again, or is that a or is that a target right now? Uh, so going cash flow positive is not honestly a target. I mean remaining. Uh, somewhere near the black is always a target. We are always, I mean, so on month on month, we look at what is the maximum net burn that we can afford to have and we try to stay within that, uh, which is essentially to use the funds that we have recently raised, uh, looking at market expansion point of view. Uh, so uh, if you want to be cash flow positive, we can be today uh, if we reduce some of the expansion efforts that we want to do. Uh, but in the current projections, we say somewhere around, uh, you know, July, August, 
2019, we will yep. be, we want to be back again. Yeah. Very good. All right, Lily, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Quick answers here. Number one, what's the last business book that you read? Uh, it's called Sapiens. I don't know whether it's con- considered as business book. What's it yeah. called? Sapiens. 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 Yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I studied Mark Benioff for the longest period of time. Uh, yeah, that's that's possibly the last one that I followed. Yeah. If if someone offered you today something equivalent to three or four x your ARR, would you sell? Three or four x ARR? I don't think so. No. You don't think so? Okay, good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Uh, I use Asana quite a lot. Asana. Yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Ah, I sleep a lot. I sleep. <laughs> I sleep eight hours a night. That's that's I, great. Lazy, but <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Oh yeah, I'm married with two kids. Yeah, two kids. And how old are you? Uh, I am thirty nine. Thirty nine. Last question, Lily. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that. But what do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew when you were twenty? What do you wish you knew? Ah, uh, I wish I knew that uh, the formal education doesn't have a value in real life. That's about it. I, I should have skipped formal education altogether. Guys, there you have it. Formal education sometimes does not have value in real life. Launched Bizum back in 2012 and got one of his friends to basically give him seed money, but it was non-dilutive because it was a customer paying. That's the best kind of money, I think, right? So 10K up front to get going. Now they have a team of 150 people in India. Again, helping retailers like Coca-Cola help their salespeople basically go in, get accounts, land accounts, expand accounts, and drive product adoption for whatever product it is they're working with. Again, mainly in India. Healthy growth, uh, doing about, call it 80% year over year growth or 8% month over month growth. They're doing about 600 grand today per month in revenue. That's up from 350 grand just a year ago in July of 2017. They've got 307 customers that pay an average of 2K per month for the product. Churn is super, super low. Annual expansion on accounts is over 140, 150%. We'll only spend up to 120 grand to acquire 10K in new MRR. So healthy economics, 4 million raised, burned about 200 grand last year. Lalit, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you very much, Nathan. Lovely talking to you. Thanks a lot.